sorry, I'm just talking to Daniel Manning. No, that's, I mean, his, that's fine. His audio was fine, and then uh, uh, in the very last episode, like, halfway through it, it just cuts out completely. Hmm. And then it, it like, comes back in for, like, a second. That's weird. And then, and then, like, repeats that second. Hmm. And then cuts out again, and then does that again a few more times. <laughs> okay. It's really weird. So, two things on that. I've not number, released the episode yet. Number one, that is that is genuinely weird. Number two, this has been Being Daniel Manning, our Patreon bonus episode <laughs> about Daniel Manning's audio. Thanks for donating to our Patreon. In return, we've provided you this 15-second bonus episode <laughs> about fan-favorite co-host Daniel Manning and his audio. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, Chris, tonight I'll be drinking a refreshing seltzer <laughs> water. Uh, a, uh, a glass. I'm going to have a glass of my favorite scotch, Laphroaig. This is just the bottle. I'm, I've not poured it yet because it's not after five o'clock yet here. And I'm, that would be uncouth. Mm, correct. Um, then I'm going to have a glass of this refreshing uh, WM Apothecary Limited Edition Number 3 Winter Pine Hand Lotion. <laughs> oh, I couldn't say that with a straight face. It was, it was delightful. It, John, John. Because I could tell, because you weren't looking at it. It was, it was humorous because it's an inappropriate thing to drink. Incredibly. Incredibly I mean, I could think of worse things to do. You make me one bar. You my cash, you my tie, you hide, deal bar, you stop you. Jim Davis is my name. Boy, after, after like, drinking all, all this LaCroix, sometimes, like, just a nice club soda with nothing else is really nice. No, I mean, you know, no I, hint no, of lime or anything. Yeah, yeah, they do make plain LaCroix, but yeah, I agree with you. Okay, maybe that's a good question. To it, what is the difference between seltzer water and club soda uh i i used to know this look john to find out the difference between seltzer water and club soda you're going to list need to listen to our patreon bonus episode being carbonated water beverages <laughs> we'll talk not only about seltzer water and club soda but also about tonic water which so spoiler alert contains quinine or you might just want to Google seltzer versus club soda. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, too. What's the difference? Wait, wait, wait don't tell me. I think club soda no, contains something. No, 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 that's, 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 that's for, the, for the listener that's to for the do. Bon okay, that's for the bonus. Yeah. That's for the bonus material. I'm not recording that bonus episode. I just want to make that absolutely clear. Come on. Come I think on. that would be a great... I think, I think an episode... The different, okay, this article on Huffing... episode about the This article is entitled varieties. The Difference Between Club Soda, Seltzer, and Tonic Water. Uh -huh. I think that's John, fairly straightforward. Yeah. Tonic water has quinine in it. Yeah, yeah. John? Good for malaria. 
Oh, it's great. Well, okay. Sorry, sorry. Good for treating malaria. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was about to object. John, I'm glad, um, that we, I'm glad that we spontaneously ended up on the same Huffington Post article. <laughs> uh, it is the first hit when you Google seltzer versus Yeah, I mean, that's why we both ended up there. Yeah. I, look, I, I think... Wanna, that, I also want to make think... it clear... I am not on that article. I'm just looking at the, looking at it on the search results page. Well, I highly recommend that you click through because I think when you do, you'll be like, yes, we definitely need to record a Patreon <laughs> bonus episode based on this article. Okay, not, okay. Look, look, it includes several different varieties of water. Mineral water, <clears throat> seltzer water, club soda, tonic water. Hmm. That's great. And, and John, this is how you know that the HuffPost is a quality... <laughs> journalistic organization not mm-hmm. some like you know fly by night or ideological you know bullshit yellow press kind of a thing they have a correction they issue a correction yeah yeah they made a mistake they checked their sources and they issued a correction you don't see that shit on the new um, york times yeah okay um are you ready i'm ready okay you're listening to being jim davis Shoddily made, shoddily maintained, and the tagline just advanced while I was reading it. Okay, we ready? Stop doing that. Would you, you like? Do, to, you're doing that, right? Would you you're like doing take, that right now? No, I'm not doing anything. Okay. <clears throat> I did. I was curious if I refreshed it, if that would do anything for you, because I feel like sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Fair. Would you like to take this again? I think I would. Um, now, will I leave all this in? Very possibly so. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. Is it a podcast? Technically, yes. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, The cartoonist. (laughs) Thank you for that (laughs) clarification. John... Today is Friday, the 22nd of February, 1980. That's 2221980. We are looking at the 614th ever Garfield comic strip. John, what happens in today's Garfield? Uh, I think I basically agree with all of that. Um, And I'll add, Mm -hmm. well, Chris, the cat Garfield, the title character, inadvertently eats uncooked lasagna man what a what a sequence of events what a narratively accurate synopsis <laughs> right i feel like i really nailed that one it, was, I, yeah. it, it took me a while to mm-hmm. get back in the flow you got it yeah it's really hard to to uh, summarizing to, garfield to to trim all the fluff, you know, like all the extraneous like mm. subplots the b and, plot and, yeah. the c plot <laughs> All the tertiary characters. <laughs> you just trim it down to just the essentials. I feel like I'm basically, when I write a really good synopsis of a Garfield strip, I feel like I'm basically doing a Shinkarian analysis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Three, two, one, man. Three, two, one. Yeah, I mean, look, you reduce, you reduce any Garfield strip to its essentials. It's just a few versions. I mean, it's Garfield is is a comic strip that is inherently already 
uh, undergone a Shankarian <laughs> reduction. <laughs> That's why it's so short, except for the Sunday ones. The Shankarian analysis would be like, Garfield is fat and selfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh what are man. We doing? Okay. Panel so one. we begin things on the dominant chord. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, okay, but which inversion? First inversion. All right. <laughs> keep, classic, you know, keep, classic inversion. Keep things. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, okay. This is this is a uh, this this looks like I I I see an argument here that this could be. Classic stand cowpo. I thought we were still talking about music theory. For some reason, I thought you were going to suggest the lasagna translated into an augmented ninth. Mm, it could be. It could be a. It could be a borrowed, um, uh, secondary secondary dominant chord. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I I do not remember how music works anymore. Is an augmented seventh chord a thing? No. Well, augmented. I mean, Augmented six, not an aug six. Hey, I we, mean, they're all things. We we could write it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you if you can chord it, I can augment it. Um, it's, an augmented seventh chord, John, is a regular seventh chord with a cybernetic arm. An augmented um, <laughs> seventh would just be an octave. <laughs> it, it would. That's, that's absolutely true. What's the augmented chord that's like totally fucked up and it augmented becomes really sixth. popular? In the, that's an aug six, yeah. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love an augmented six. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, well... Love yeah, a, a good augmented a six. A German augmented six is is uh, also also called a, a tritone sub Yeah, the, in it's jazz, the German I think. chord. And there's, there's like three different nationalities of augmented six. I think, yeah, the Italian six. The Italian uh, six and the The, bo- the boring one. The uh, French sixth, which has the, uh, uh, the what, the, it's got the aug, it's got the fourth, the aug fourth instead of the fifth. Oh, does the, the French one has an aug four and an aug six? Yes. Nice. So. Nice. Hey, hey, listener. We get this wrong. Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Josh Gates' wife. Why would she? Okay. Who claims to be a linguist. If you were actually a linguist, you'd be able to know the different kinds of augmented sixth chords. Josh Gates' wife, Tiffany. Just because they have, they're, they're associated with names of languages? Music is the universal language. Is that your... That's a false statement, but a thing people sometimes say. A demonym? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I love an augmented augmented sixth chord. It's the, the, the important point there. Okay. Well, all right. We all agree with that. Uh, Garfield and John, lasagna. Garfield eating the lasagna. You're going to want to put uh, it right before the... Right dialogue. Before the dominant, right? Dialogue. We're Leads having... to the dominant. We... Uh, okay. And, okay. Uh, fine. We'll just talk about Garfield. Wittgenstein over here. Like, uh, I don't. I don't know who we is referring to. It's totally unclear. <laughs> <laughs> Garfield. John is looking at Garfield with bedroom eyes. John, I mean, you said that as if it were a joke, but 
we is actually an ambiguous term. Sometimes it means mm-hmm. me and you. Sometimes it means me and somebody else, but not you. Mm-hmm. Other Some times languages it, have two different we's to other, specify. Other time, I mean, that's not even, the problem goes even deeper than that, Chris. Sometimes it means urine when you're speaking to a small child. Sometimes it just means the person speaking. Yeah, if you're the Queen of England. I mean, we, we find that to be pretentious, but whatever. We are not amused. Were you going to um, talk about panel one? <laughs> Why did I start talking? Okay, go on. John go, says we're one. having lasagna for dinner tonight, Garfield. Mm. And Garfield a- is already eating the lasagna yeah, with his human hand. Pan of lasagna is between them. Um, as you say, John, you, you, you could call this uh, old cowpoke. Um, I no. Let's let's get through the strip, and then I'll talk about what seems weird about it to me. Um. Okay. Panel two. Garfield surprised. Uh, uh, spins his head around over sort of over his left shoulder in a single take, patented John Arbuckle single take. Spits out the gar- the lasagna. ruthlessly stealing John Arbuckle's patent. Yeah. Yeah, John Arbuckle. Panel three. John Arbuckle uh, sends Garfield a cease and desist lo- letter. John Arbuckle's attorney. Attorney. Um, Garfield going patui. Garfield's, Garfield's attorney, Michael Cohen. <laughs> Garfield's attorney, Michael Cohen, offers John Arbuckle a bribe of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Gar- Garfield in the third panel. Look. Look, Michael, sometimes Michael does some legal work for me, but he's a businessman. He's got a business. There's all this business. Okay. Uh, John has a wan smile on his face. I'd like I'd like to make that I think uh, that's par- fair. part of the record. I think that's fair. Now, listener, yeah. at this point, you might be thinking, hmm, this seems out of character for Garfield. Garfield wouldn't ordinarily spit lasagna out. And I certainly don't remember hearing anything in the synopsis about this lasagna being uncooked. Um... But in panel three, we learn, John Arbuckle says, what say I bake it first? Garfield responds in thought and irritated, what say? Mm. And how do we know he's irritated, Chris? Well, it's that look on his face. He's got a big frumpy frown and his ears are slicked back. Two words, John, context and clues. I like this one. Yeah, this one's all right, actually. Yeah. What I, what I think is, I mean, and look, Garfield acts like a person all the time, so I'm not going to lean too heavily into this. But what I do think is weird is that John, Garf- John Arbuckle is pleased by this sequence of events because it's like, you know, sort of he, he thinks it's funny. Garfield, he got one up on Garfield in a way. But, like, the cat did just reach its paw into his pan of uncooked lasagna and grab some of it so like it seems like he wouldn't want to eat that he shouldn't be happy about that you know what i mean yeah i mean the the sad reality of the situation is that any however you slice it Mm -hmm. his cat paw has been in his 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 food and that's gross yeah yeah Yeah. it's gross it's unsanitary um uh, what are you gonna do? I like I like the phrasing in that third panel. Panel, panel three is definitely what, a winner. What say I bake it for? I like yeah. that. I like it's, it. It is know, uncharacteristically terse. 
Mm, it's it's well written. Jim Davis usually overwrites his punchlines. But here, the repetition of what say from John Arbuckle to Garfield, mm-hmm. but with uh, a different connotation, different implied attitude, mm-hmm. does a lot of comedic work for me. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. That con- the, them saying the same thing, but the contrast in facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Even the fact, and this irritated me a little bit at first, that Jim, John Arbuckle doesn't get a question mark because mm-hmm. what say I do something really is a question, and Jim mm-hmm. Davis usually gives questions. Question well, marks. yeah, I mean, I, it's I technically like, it's a question. I like that it's the implication is that it's delivered as a statement, and that enhances mm-hmm. the repetition value. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, what and, say and, I bake it first, and Garfield's what say restatement is exactly yeah. yeah it's it it is it is almost a commentary on mm. John's statement yeah yeah i like yeah. the and, look on john's face in panel three mm-hmm. a and, bit, as, and a little as, bit pleased as you said there, there really is an economy of language here yeah uh, uncharacteristic of jim davis we got eight mm-hmm. words in this panel six unique words and they're they're doing a lot of of uh doing a lot of work here i i absolutely agree i don't think you could take out a single word i think each one in panel three is necessary so well maybe, done, Jim. Davis. I think maybe you could take out first, but I think that would actually, mm. yeah, I think that would think mess that would with detract. the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, th- I think I think each one is is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How on you? Well, th- well, this is very exciting. It's very <laughs> exciting to have a well written panel. Highly unusual. I would. I'd actually go so far as to say this entire one is is. It's kind of well written. Mm, I like the the middle panel having no dialogue. I uh-huh. okay, all right. I I'm not super crazy about the onomatopoeia. I don't think it's necessary. Eh, um, I, but I think, um, it's, I think it's doing good work. I think I it's doing yeoman's work. I don't think it's actively harming the situation. No, I I I like it. And I think the the lasagna in it, the lasagna that's the mid air mm-hmm. bits and pieces of lasagna. Uh, engulfed in that cloud of Garfield spit, uh-huh. I think is just it's so it's so lovingly rendered. Strongly agree. Str- and yeah, it it even looks uncooked. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah, the little the little bits and pieces coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, Garfield's facial expression yeah. in all three panels is excellent. I can tell that 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 those pasta bits are beyond al dente. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question now, John. Mm-hmm. Look back at panel one. Look at the expression on John Arbuckle's face. Mm-hmm. Look at what the, he's saying. Mm-hmm. Based on their, based on that, and you know his history with Garfield, he knows exactly what he's doing, right? Like reading mm-hmm. between the lines. Yeah, John you think Arbuckle. He, he orchestrated this. Yeah, he's he's setting Garfield up mm-hmm. to suffer the results of his own gluttony. It, it it would be a it, it, it's a very strange c- contrived situation that John is introducing the concept <laughs> of of uh, of their dinner plans mm-hmm. to his cat who is sitting on a table right. and the tub of lasagna is also just sitting there in front of him. <laughs> it's like, a setup. Did, did like he played? Okay, I'm curious what happened. 
prior to panel one? Like, was Garfield there already? Did John, John just walk in, up and put place the, the pan there, in front and of him. then sit down and then mm. say we're having lasagna for dinner tonight? Based on the or look did on Garfield, in his eyes? Or, or, mm-hmm. and this is yeah. equally funny, I think. Right. Was John sitting there alone in the kitchen <laughs> with a pan of uncooked lasagna in front of him? Uh, and then Garfield just walked in and John announced it. Those are both excellent possibilities. I, it has to be I, I, one of the two, right? I can't think of another. Uh, I can't think of another possibility. I think other possibilities are less plausible. Perhaps mm-hmm. I think, the, the lasagna had been there earlier hey, and John hey, and Garfield walk in together. I can't think of another another option. It has to be one of the two that I've proposed. Oh, you would like me to mention the law of the excluded middle? Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good... Okay, John, you know what I'm going to do? I, 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 I do, I do, but I'll let you, I'll let, I'll you, let you do it. You ready for this? I, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm going to declare today's strip... My strip of the week. Blong. I mean, fuck, I don't know. I, I haven't been here for a little while. This could be the strip of the month. It could be, but... Uh, it's hard to know. Let's not... Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, I missed a lot. I missed yeah, you quite did, a few. You did, you, did, you did miss I like the one much, with the really. vine. I really like the one with the vine. The Magmar the Sucks guys got to do that a couple yeah. Sundays ago. That's a good I one. really like... And you know, look. Not to retread things that have been said before, but John Arbuckle's punchline on that, the closing thought, where, <laughs> where did, did the vine come from? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> That's also Jim Davis's prose at his best. <laughs> like that. It's, you know, he, he didn't overwrite it. He just noted it's weird, you know, like, where'd that vine come from? Oh, uh, why did, I wish he did that kind of stuff every day. Ah, so well written. Uh. Okay, look. Mm. You, my friends, have been listening to Being Jim Davis, the podcast that won't sit on the beach, beach, bench, let me say that again, this podcast won't sit on the bench while well-fed members of the Appropriations (laughs) Committee choke off funding for a lawsuit aimed at perpetrators of hundreds of thousands of negligent homicides while filling their campaign war chests. Not sure what that's You can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes. We'll ha- you'll ha- we'll have to Google it later. Why not visit our website? No, 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 This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.